Ranch Rock and Reggae, welcome back. So we uh, had a little bit of a foray, a foray into a skinhead world again. Uh, I mean, I'm in it every day, but on the show <laughs> uh, yesterday talking about bone face and getting arrested, yada, yada. Okay, so the plot sickens. And I want to tie some different things together for you here. Um, so first off, uh, we're going to go a little bit uh, deeper with uh, Laura Loomer's investigation. And uh, she found out that the police officer that arrested him, now remember yesterday I was saying, I, I don't know if it was the personal views of the officers that got him let go away or was it just you know somebody has a, a rule about this guy higher up it seems that it's uh it is the latter but it may have also been a little bit of the officer himself so he was the uh guy who shot the terrorists at the naval base in pensacola in 2019 he is still patrolling that area meaning that's where this arrest was check it out see what you think looking at that and I just happened to go onto uh, YouTube and come across a new uh, video uh, from Del Boy Diablo. Now he doesn't present a lot of sources, a lot of it is street stuff, uh, but from the way he's presenting it, what he says, I do believe it's accurate. Uh, I sped it up a little bit because he does go kind of slow and ramble on, so I try to chop it. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of a longer piece, um, but it's worth understanding uh, this guy's history as a skinhead. And I left uh, part of it that's not 100% pertinent to this uh, neo-Nazis Ukraine government story, 
but it's important uh, that I left a little bit of story at the beginning about him because I think uh, that this goes on a lot and this is a, a, a pipeline type of thing that's common. So uh, check out this background on Boneface right quick. He began at 12 years old. I began at 12 years old also in the punk and then moving to a skinhead scene. He began, he never knew his father. Uh, so you're talking about somebody, first of all, with uh, family issues, who grew up without a father. So that's another whole other conversation. And people say, oh, you know, women can raise a kid just as good without a father. All right, well, what happened there? So initially he became skinhead around 12 years old and he tried to be a sharp. He tried to be an anti-racist skinhead, sharp, skinheads against racial prejudice. Basically, people would say the biggest anti-racist skinhead gang in the world is movement more because it's comprised of a lot of different crews. Just like white supremacy is, is a, like somebody would say, oh, Antifa is an idea. It's not an organization. What's well, so is white supremacy? So it's, neo -Nazi. it's not necessarily an organized movement. They have organizations, but it's an idea. And you can't fight ideas with violence and with the, with the law and so forth. These are ideas. Where does it come from? Both of us came from music, really. Obviously, he had his history. And then I have history. I'm Latino, Jewish, Cuban Jew. My grandfather adopted. The family fought in the Stone of the Beach in Normandy. My family had its land taken away from Fidel Castro. You know, my family knew him, let's say. So then we both have our backgrounds that led us to become... And in his case, he tried to be an anti-racist. He first turned up as a racist skinhead, basically trying to be a sharp. He wasn't following his father's path at that time. And the unfortunate thing is that my my, my friends from Central Florida, who I, I didn't know the kids he grew up with, they I got to know some of them later, but when he's growing up and he's coming around and trying to be a skinhead and get acceptance as a skinhead, you know, find maybe seeking another father figure. You know, I know the feeling. You're looking for other guys to look up to and so forth. And my guys didn't accept him because they found out who they knew his father was. And for me, that was a, a critical error. But I don't blame them because they're hearing, oh, this guy's father's neo-Nazi. But for me, with my mentality, I would have took it as an opportunity and I would have brought him in. And he, if you look at what he's done, he would have been... A, if he would have been dedicated to whatever cause the kid would have dedicated himself to, he would have had an impact, and he's having an impact now. So the first error was in, I never heard of him. I didn't know anything about him. Like I said, he was a 12-year-old kid, and the other guys he's hanging around with were younger kids that I didn't really know. So they rejected him, and he had no place in the anti-racist militant movement, which is what he attempted. But ultimately, we're all skinheads. We listen to the same type of music. We have a similar mentality, and it comes from music. So then he went to the other side, and basically... He met up with the Hammerskins, the CHS. There's an interesting character in there who I can get into. I'm not sure if he wants to come out in the public eye or not, but I'm sure he'll make his presence known if, he, if that's what he wants. I'm sure he's watching this right now. So that chap, they took the kid in and they said, oh, you know, what are you, a Sharpie? You know, what do you want to be, an anti-racist? And he's like, yeah. Probably, and they found out who his dad is. Oh, goodness, you know. I'm speaking in my, in, in my way of saying it. I don't know all these things. I don't know exact verbiage that was used, let's say. But they brought him in and they accepted him and they knew who his father was. First thing the leader did, 12 years old puts a big swastika tattoo on his chest so does that ruin his life or does that give him his purpose in life that's for you guys out there to decide but either way so now 12 years old his first tattoo's got a big swastika you know so imagine starting out that way and then but by seeing these hammers from what I gather this was already a bit later in the, in the war you know like a, so now they're not all decked out of skinheads let's say and they're in a different position in their own lives let's say and then he meets up with the American front and the American front now is what he's looking for. You know, guys on a compound, boots and braces for the, you know, those don't know me suspenders. That's a skinhead uniform you could say of all skinheads. So Doc Martin boots and braces, Fred Perry's, bomber jacket, flight jacket. That's universal. Then the patches and stuff would tell you who, what side somebody's on. Or they could be a fence walker. They could, like, they could not pick any side. Be apolitical. There's another thing called gray zone. Again, all these things that people are not going to know. You know, business calling yourself an anti-racist. They hijacked our movement. And now what they've done is increased the neo-Nazi movement. Everything they've done has been counterproductive. 
and they didn't they haven't acknowledged us and the origins of the movement so the guy becomes a Nazi skinhead he joins the American Front and you can look into the American Front and you understand now those guys are on a next level in the sense that they have a compound and they you know they're training with machine guns and pictures of Obama and stuff and you can look into so now it's more into what somebody would say domestic terrorist organization so then they go down and he goes down with them and uh, so there's more to his tale that you could research and I'm, and I'm sure he's he's been he's going around giving podcasts so, and he deserves to have his, his voice and his message and his history told because he's the, the key element in the Ukraine conflict he's the without him you can't say it would have went the same they wouldn't have necessarily won the 2014 maiden coup and then right now his as a regiment is, is the elite and they're, the, they're the front line they're the best that we had signed there's reasons for that so Basically, he come out of prison, and I fought this war, and, you know, in, in our way of saying that we won this war, which is to say that they were Nazi skinheads from the top of the, of the state to, of Florida in the 80s to the bottom, and there were kids of the KKK, and, and then we came out, anti-racist skinheads organizing, and we pushed them out of South Florida, then we started targeting their cities, Orlando, Tampa, Jacksonville, so it's interesting you have that song, come try that in a small town, well, the fact of the matter is, at least us in those days, we didn't believe in no doxing and didn't believe in, in a lot of the things that people believe in now, which is basically you want to use the police and want to use the government against them, you know, we, we fought in a skinhead way and we didn't call the police they didn't call the police we didn't test it we never put charges against each other we fought it as men you know in a fighting men type of way with honor I feel like and their, their side fought well and obviously our side fought well but they pushing them out and, and pushing them into these smaller cities if your community accepts it I believe in freedom of speech and a lot of us believe it or not from the original anti-racist movement anti-fascist movement we're patriots and we believe in, in American pride might be, uh, be a shock to some people. I'm left-wing nationalist. That's what I became eventually when I got deeper into politics. So I'm still a nationalist. I'm still America first. I'm still American pride. In America, you have freedom of speech. And if they want to have those beliefs... So basically, New Year's. This is before the Russian invasion. New Year's. Was it the FBI, CIA, State Department? It's a Biden administration because those are, those are all underneath them. And for whatever motivations, personal, financial, otherwise... They organized. So the U.S. government, but not U.S. government as such as a big government. There's a lot of different sorts of people with different views. But elements of this U.S. government organized the first neo-Nazi white power skinhead concert in Florida for over, like, 20 years. They used to have Hammerfest, and that came to an end. So they organized it. And this is not a secret. There's a lot of people involved in this. So every major white power, neo-Nazi, white supremacist organization was present and represented there. And it's a concert. It's a fest. And, you know, I'm not going to put all the people, I'm not going to sit here and tell you exactly who was there and stuff. It's not my business. It's... it's Boneface. Let's just focus on him. But I can tell you, because it's not a secret, bands included Max Resist, uh, Red, Black, and White. There's other bands that were there. And of course, it was put together by elements of the U.S. government for a purpose. And this is where they got their marching orders. This is where, you know, whether it was, it was passports being given back and plane tickets. So basically, the notion was that these neo-Nazis from American neo-Nazis and comrades of theirs, them leading the charge, but comrades of theirs from, from elsewhere around the planet, were sent to eastern Ukraine to obviously kill civilians and do terrorist sorts of acts and provoke this conflict and the evidence of it I've been able to get a lot of evidence uh, and a lot of this publicize a lot of this is that you know by before the Russian invasion Dalton Kennedy and Boneface were there they were on the eastern line, eastern eastern front again and killing civilians and doing everything they did in the Donbass and there's footage of it there's there Boneface and Dalton Kelly, another top Florida American neo-Nazi, already been documented in the story, the Lost Boys from Ukraine in their involvement in the 2014 coup, which was successful. Dalton Kennedy was killed before the Russian invasion. Why are American neo-Nazis in Donbass fighting and killing civilians before the Russian invasion? And then when you look 
Knudsen from Combat 18 to Combat 19, which is Ukrainian right sector. He's in um, the Azov regiment. He's he becomes so he gets over there. He'd come back and forth organizing guys, and they got the misanthropic division in this new demonstration. You see the flag up, misanthropic division again with the accelerationism, hatred of humanity, misanthropy, and they were pr proudly raised the flag up. And as many know, they're responsible for killing uh, Alexander Dugan's daughter. And they're pretty proud of it. And they're not going to face any... There's footage of bone-faced kneecapping Russian soldiers. They're not going to face any war crimes or any any sort of prosecution for anything that happens in this conflict. So you take neo-Nazis, give them unlimited NATO funding, the best new weapons and, and older we American NATO weapons. Give, they have the ability to... There's no oversight of where these weapons are going. And they, they have the freedom. So no Geneva Convention. No Geneva Convention. They can do as they wish. Terrorist movements. And their, their Beletsky, their leader, he openly said in the, in the New Times piece, this is not Russian propaganda, it's about making an Aryan homeland, a white man's homeland, and so forth. And you, you don't face, you know, talk, they say, what about Zelensky? I said, they used to call him a faggot, and we don't salute him. So, uh, as you see there, and, I, and I've heard this before, but now we have confirmation from somebody that's on the ground in Florida there, that they did have a big white power concert uh, where everybody was given basically a, a package to go to the Ukraine. They, they signed up for passports. They got, uh, you know, plane tickets, the, the whole shebang to go fight for the neo-Nazi terrorists uh, in Ukraine. So, what the hell... does this have to do with the actual war though? Yeah, some people went to fight Russians, they don't like Russians, whatever. Okay. Uh, if you notice, he essentially is he, according to Diablo and the skinhead sources in Florida, they are placing Boneface at Maidan. They're placing him as active uh, and at in a kind of leadership uh, capacity there. Like, they don't believe that there would, you know, that it would have gotten done without him. So they're saying he's a big player in, in, in recruiting, uh, you know, boneheads, uh, of course. I guess Boneface would be the king of the boneheads. But uh, I want to give you a little bit more background on the war itself while we're talking about okay that's the setup they got the neo-nazis being the meat grinder fall guys but let's let's here you go here's uh from one of our uh, previous episodes you ought to go back into spotify and check out the audio episodes for sure so let's talk about uh the ukraine here let me bring up a little bit of information i'm gonna read this to y'all okay uh, let me just lay out a little timeline for you here. 2013, DuPont expands to open seed plant in Ukraine. 2014, Monsanto expands to open seed plant in Ukraine. 2014, John Kerry, remember him? Uh, Maidan must be successful. Shelling starts in Donbass. Article 404 of the agreement... Includes a clause that commits both parties to cooperate in GMO. Let me read this 
to you folks. Working hand in hand, European institutions and the U.S. government have actively promoted this expansion, started with the push for a change of government at a time when President Yanukovych was seen as pro-Russian interests. This was farther pushed starting February 2014 when the promotion, through the promotion of pro-business reform agendas, in quotes, as described by the U.S. Secretary of Commerce Penny Pritzker, Penny Pritzker, keep that in mind, Pritzker, yes, the Pritzkers are all related, with Prime Minister Arseny Yatsenyuk in October of 2014. European Union and the United States working hand-in-hand hand to take over of the Ukrainian agriculture. And remember, folks, that the uh, Ukraine is called the breadbasket of Europe, right? So, of course, they're trying to push GMO there. All right. Now, this is an article from, from 2015. Although Ukraine does not allow the production of genetically modified GM crops, the association agreement between Ukraine and the EU, which, united, which ignited the conflict that ousted Yanukovych, a.k.a. Maidan, it includes a clause, Article 404, that commits both parties to cooperate to extend the use of biotechnologies within the country. This clause is surprising given that most European consumers reject genetically modified crops. However, it creates an opening to bring genetically modified products into Europe, an opportunity sought after by large agro-seed companies such as Monsanto. Opening up Ukraine to the cultivation of GM crops would go against the will of European citizens, and it's unclear how the change would benefit Ukrainians. It's similarly unclear how Ukrainians will benefit from this wave of foreign investment in their agriculture and what impact these investments will have on the 7 million local farmers. Once they eventually look away from the conflict in the eastern, quote, pro-Russian part of the country, Ukrainians may wonder what remains of their country's ability to control its food supply and manage the economy to their own benefit. Well, look, it's 2023, and there's no looking away from the pro-Russian part of the country because it escalated in a full-scale war, almost. As for the U.S. and European citizens, they'll eventually awaken from the headlines and grand rhetoric about Russian aggression and human rights abuses and question their government's involvement in the Ukraine conflict. This is from the IPS Columnist Service um, from the Oakland Institute. So... This Ukraine-Nazi war, all this stuff, the Nazi meat grinders to protect GMO. And it makes sense now, people, the environmentalists, vegans, people who keep organic, vaccine skeptics, religious people, you know, anybody that's kind of out of the, the, the main thing, because most of them don't eat GMO. Right? Or if they do, it's very rarely. They, 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 eat certain types of products that are generally organically and small farm grown, right? So that's what this shit all is, all right? This is all chemical companies, and I've been saying this for a long time, that uh, the chemical companies are who are behind these wars, but there's, I just gave you proof right there. Well, if they're putting it in all the food, the soldiers got to eat the food. Soldiers are a lot of people. You know, that's the end. So it's the sales right there. The food, the, the, the prisoners. And what are the soldiers? A lot of them are in charge of the prisons. So this is all a big racket about human control. And, you know, 
it is what it is. Thank it's, you for sharing that information. Yeah, right. so so when you see over uh, DeSantis girl, uh, campaign girl lips, over yeah. over there sucking on Zelensky's face like it was, you know, like she was uh, trapped underwater and the nigga was full of air. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you you can pretty much see. Oh, this is people are getting their pockets lined from these fucking corporations yeah. and then going out and doing these their are, and the people who and you're seeing what their they faces call are some of the worst people that capture. are taking the money. And here's the man in the background from... Hey, it's uh, uh, Gigi Allen. Back from the dead. So, all right. So we learned all that about DuPont, Monsanto, these companies getting... Oh, shit. Sorry. I got, I got big ass. <laughs> yeah, okay. get, getting involved in uh, the Ukraine and the war. The meat grinder. So, Meanwhile, Jewish groups in America, mainly the biggest base, the ADL, is busy attacking, you know, donors or rather advertisers for Twitter telling them, oh, there, there's neo-Nazis and stuff. But and yet they say that uh, there's no more neo-Nazis in the Ukraine, that the problem has supposedly, I guess, somehow been handled. But meanwhile, Ukrainians in the United States uh have nazi stuff monuments So apparently that's been there for a few years, but, you know, but people just realized it. Well, uh, there's a lot of shady shit in the because cemeteries. It, people are starting to recognize more of those symbols as we're talking about the Nazi problem in the Ukraine. And they're saying, oh, wait a minute, that's a Nazi Ukraine thing right there. And uh, at the end, they, you know, they try to say, oh, we, we hope our Ukrainian friends will understand this. Like, you know, like the same Ukrainian friends that like, Diablo just said, oh, they say, oh, he's, he's a faggot. We don't salute him, you know? And so, I mean, the reality of it is that we, we know and, and, and they're acting like, oh, 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 well, this is a surprise, you know? And then they throw in that little thing at the end that, oh, Zelensky, he uh, denounced a parade, like, the parade was the only problem. Forget all of those brigades that are still fighting as of uh, 
you know, right sector, all of those guys. But then I'm like, why is the ADL being quiet about this? Why? Why are they connected? How are they connected to the Ukraine? They're an American group, right? So then I figured it out. What was the first company that I said in 2013 that started doing the GMO under that new accord was DuPont. Ooh, hey. DuPont. Well, hey, good people. DuPont's good people? Nah. DuPont. Watch the live stream go suddenly dark. It's not our fault. Uh, it's just the typical brainwashing by Piccolini and Google Incorporated. You know, Pope Nobody. None of my business. <laughs> Pope Nobody. Uh, shout out to the Pope out there. I, I, I want to bring up a good point. The whole system is a gigantic evil turn. It's, it's when Donald Trump lost the election, however it happened, and they put Mr. Biden in, Mr. Bidet, you know, finally, the system had its disgusting turd face back. Donald Trump Accurate. tries to make it uh, lovable and likable. He wants to make America great again. And he still has got the deep state dingleberries all over him. Right. So sometimes it's good to be able to see things for what they are. And we're not saying that you can't be a Nazi. Speaking uh, of Trump, I mean, that's <laughs> but, but when you're but, fucking around with the drug companies and, 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 and you're using guns hi, to shoot people over welcome the to the world of skinheads. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, so, we is, ain't calling the cops. And so DeSantis can act like he's better than Trump because he didn't lock down. You saw his woman stuck in the face with Zelensky. You can see That's him going back. Go, go back to his tweets and listen to him raving about Trump's, Trump's uh, light year or whatever that light speed trap. Uh, uh, Operation Warp Speed. He, he's a hypocrite too. But he's a hypocrite too, but let's not let Trump off the hook because they just recently revealed that we've been supplying weapons. They, they confirmed anyway, we knew. But they confirmed that we've been supplying them weapons for eight years. That means we're also doing it under Trump. So fuck you too, Trump. Fuck you for that. Okay. And you thought that, oh, maybe. So now we're looking back at the Trump impeachment and the quid pro quo calls. And it was a really great phone call. Maybe he's really, you know, pressuring Zelensky, like, we're going to stop giving you all of these weapons to fight the Russians. And that was really what it was about. And Everybody in the Congress room knew that, but us as citizens watching had a different pretext. You know, yeah, it's extortion. I believe the Democratic Party is being extorted by these Ukrainian criminals because uh, they know something about certain members of Congress who they'd probably rather not have told. So they're they're extorting them for money and more weapons, and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse until right. the citizens step up and finally take right. care and of this. And then Laura Loomer also uh, exposed how Laura Loomer, uh, 
uh, the Sergey. You got uh, lubered. <laughs> um, I like that. Big time that, that Ukrainian neo Nazi from Ukraine was uh, instrumental in orchestrating J6. Yep. So we said we've been saying that since the lightweight podcast. And, and, it's, one. and it's not, well, maybe well, not number one. That was years before I'm this. Just but, being facetious, yeah, but, but, but uh, for a long time. And it, has you know all of it's being confirmed so i yeah. mean we hate to say we told you so on some harsh stuff well, but we, we fucking did and if she didn't tell you a million times you didn't listen so yeah. or youtube kindly blocked it so when we see you ceo somewhere you better have an excuse as well for your behaviors all you people think you're you're above the 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 scrutiny of of the of the regular americans because you're on the internet and you're rich that won't last forever, boys and girls. And when and that changes, that. You, you will feel it. And yeah. it's not just us. There's carbon copies of us all over America. You're just stupid. Disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. 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 Why do we use Gorka uh, as the guy? I had somebody write me. This. Funny. <laughs> well, are we saying we support? Gorka and we like him because sometimes like you got a right wing right wing meme. I was like, what a guy saying disgusting. It's like, dude, this ain't right wing, left wing game, moron. This is a skinhead game. This is all it is. Yeah, welcome to the horror show. No, I said horseshoe. The horseshoe horror show. Horseshoe horror show is right. Yeah, basically. but I mean the fact that this is all crony stuff. Pfizer, DuPont, yeah, we Monsanto. want to be left alone. We want to be left alone. You guys are welcome to have drug companies. It's all and stuff, pharma, but yeah. All of our working yes, class people want to be left alone. And by the way, I mean, some people forget. You know, when I say uh, Monsanto, they say, "Well, that's not pharma. You're just like trying to be a vegan, organic weirdo, or whatever." They are owned by Bayer, which is a pharmaceutical company. Yeah, yeah. it, so, it keeps coming um, back to it. So don't get it twisted, yeah. folks. And also, nobody's paying us unless you want us to shut up. You could donate a whole bunch of money, and we'll probably shut up. But realistically, we're just telling Not the truth. We, we, we don't we'll have. Just say that we, we don't have. Oh, I say that all the time. You know, on purpose. <laughs> we don't have nothing but the facts to give you. And if you if you don't like the facts and you don't like the truth, that's that's your problem. It's not ours. Exactly. And we're using our freedom of speech to document. And say these things. Google probably is going to shadow ban this video because I'm sitting here talking. So uh, and and uh, what we all just tied together. So uh, you know when people go, oh, you guys are if they've got nothing to hide, like they told us if during we Bush, they shouldn't be. They shouldn't. You should have nothing to worry about if you got nothing to hide, right? And, yeah, like that's like remember what they that told Bush, us. Bush dictum. Yeah, so you it's know, like saying you, you got know, I don't care fear. about free speech because I'm not talking. Right. You've got nothing to fear if you're not doing anything illegal. Yeah. All right, well, same to you, motherfuckers, exactly. and Pfizer, exactly. and DuPont, and Monsanto, and the fucking uh, Congress, The burden of proof ADL. is on you, not the people. All of these groups are buddy-buddy. No wonder uh, they were saying ridiculous things like, oh, you're not wearing a mask, is anti-Semitism, when there's all these fucking Jews being, uh, you know, put basically under arrest for not wearing masks, yeah. uh, you know, and 
it, it it all comes together now. The ADL has has the, the the front of the good cause where they pretend to be fighting Nazis and bigotry. Meanwhile, they're sort of fighting Nazis by throwing them in a meat grinder in a war, right? Yeah, but none of this hocus pocus crap. People got to come clean. This isn't the Church of Satan. You got to say what you mean yeah, when you, you mean what you say. Yeah, if you want to just white uh, doesn't mean black. Up doesn't yeah. mean down. That's retarded. If you just want to actually just kill Ukrainians, uh, why did you just go over there and you know kill a bunch of Ukrainians? Why make a deal where we're gonna hide it under all this other weird shit? You know. Um, yeah, because you know people think like a lot of people accuse us of being Russian uh, assets, and and that could nothing could be farther from the truth. They don't have enough money to pay me to do what I'm doing, and I don't have I, enough money to even visit Russia. <laughs> I stand we as a group, and I speak for Spec Ops as well in all the chapters. Is we stand in the middle of the conflict. We have Russian and Ukrainian members of fighting. So we no, neither yeah. side needs to be fighting for I mean, and Biden sending money. It's kind of, Biden sending money. Here's a guy who told everybody he wanted to take Trump behind the bleachers, like old school. But here he's sending boxing gloves to a fight he's not even in. So who, who's who's the real hypocrite? Biden or the people controlling him? And if the people controlling him don't get a handle on the war and stop the war they're going to lose everything they have here in america i think uh in these videos that we've just watched these sources we can pretty much confirm who's controlling him well it's obviously so on that note folks enjoy the rest of your day enjoy this uh wonderful advertisement are you tired of being bullied for having a whack-ass boring wardrobe answer simple Get some style. Stop dressing like a chump. Get you some stylish gear from Fight Week. T-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, and much, much more. Merch.fightweek.com Look around and get rid of that whack-ass T-shirt you're wearing. You know you want to join the cool kids, gang. Fightwing.com now! Bum, 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 the evil laughy bum. People have been.